You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, Vince Quinn with you here on 94 WIP. We've been talking a lot about the Phillies and the Sixers, and we're going to keep that conversation going. And who better to do it than with a guy who just wrote a fantastic 10,000-word Sixers free agency breakdown. He did it for Liberty Ballers. He's a staff writer there. His name is Adam Aronson. Adam, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Vince. Yeah, so let's get into it, Adam. Uh, first question for you, okay? So Sixers, a lot of questions going into this offseason. What do you make of it? What are your feelings about this offseason? Uh, this is really unlike any that I can remember experiencing as a Sixers fan because usually all of the high-stakes stuff has not involved the Sixers. And now, this I mean, this is the most high-stakes offseason I can imagine. You've got two either max players or near-max players, both who are hitting free agency. Both are reported to have a numerous amount of suitors, and we don't know if we it could be both back, which is what I think the like most people want, and and we could see one back, which is fine. But also, there like people don't want to talk about it, but there is a scenario in which neither of these guys are back, and that's the really interesting thing is there are so many different you know outcomes of this all season where the Sixers could end up being the odds awesome favorite to win the title if they do a few things right. They also could be a team that's considered out of championship contention if a few things go wrong. So uh, I can't remember seeing so much variance with, with any team that I've ever followed uh, going into an offseason, but I'm excited to see how it turns out. Well, yeah, and that's like the biggest question that we're dealing with right now because obviously Tobias Harris is a factor, and we can get into him in a couple of minutes. But first off, there's all the questions about Jimmy Butler. Now, my read on the whole thing is I think it's a mistake if they trade Jimmy Butler, but what do you think of it? Only two. I don't really think there's any reason for them to do it unless, you know, they're 100% certain that he's gone no matter what. Then maybe you consider trading him to Houston. But I don't think he's going to be able to convince them. Um, and at that point, I think they're better off calling his bluff, taking the risk that he says, okay, you know what? Like, I actually don't have anywhere else to go if you can't trade me to Houston. So I'll come back for the five year max or whatever contract they offer. Uh, so it's really interesting because. It's going to be a lot of like playing cat and mouse where there are different negotiation tactics going on on all sides. And really what Jimmy Butler needs is for another suitor to show up other than the Rockets who actually have cap space where the where he can tell the Sixers, if you don't sign and trade me to the Rockets, I'll go here. And then maybe they feel like Jimmy has enough leverage where they say, okay, we'd rather just get Eric Gordon or P.J. Tucker or Quinn Capella. But I don't think they should. I, I would call his bluff. And and I don't think that I, any of those Rockets guys are giving you enough value either in the short term or the long term for it to really be worth it. Okay, so let's talk about a team that could be a possibility then. Really two teams in the same city, both the Lakers and the Clippers. What do you think the odds are that Jimmy could say, you know what, I am leaving the Sixers and going out to L.A.? Uh, I actually do think that there's a chance. If you told me today that Jimmy Butler is not coming back to the Sixers, my guess would be that he ends up in L.A. on the Clippers with Kawhi Leonard. And I don't have any sources on that, uh, but it just seems like a logical fit. There have been reports recently, I think Ian Bagley reported that, uh, that Butler and Leonard have interest in playing together, which sounds obvious, but because, you know, why wouldn't they want to play together? Uh, but it sounds like it has some legs to it where if Butler either just isn't getting offered what he wants from the Sixers, if they won't give him that fifth year, or if they're trying to lowball him in terms of average annual value, and he feels, he feels slighted, 
he may just say, okay, I'm, like I don't need you guys. Then I'll go to I'll go to the Clippers or I'll go to the Lakers. I don't think the Lakers make as much sense, especially given what we know about Butler and you know he likes to have the ball. He likes to operate out of the pick and roll a lot. I don't think that exactly makes sense on a team with LeBron James and another star Anthony Davis. Uh, so if it's one of those teams, I would guess it would be the Clippers. Okay, and we're talking with Adam Aronson, by the way, staff writer from Liberty Ballers. And, Adam, here's the next question, then, is obviously after the Jimmy Butler domino is, of course, Tobias Harris. We're hearing rumors that he's going to Brooklyn, that at the very least he might not be back with the Sixers. What do you make of that with Harris? Uh, Harris is a little more interesting because with Butler, I think we all kind of agree that he's a max-level player, despite, you know, I think there are legitimate concerns with him. But there's no disputing that when he's playing as hard as he can, he is a max-level player, but I'm not sure we can say that for Tobias Harris. He had a pretty disappointing 27 games with the Sixers. He shot about 32% from three, and he really was, he just had a whole a seven-game stinker against Toronto, and he shot 38% from the field and 28% from beyond the arc, and, and that's just not going to cut it if you know he's a max player. And so what the hope is that is that it's a fluke, and you just look at how dominant the starting lineup was, even when they were kind of figuring out how to fit together on the fly since they didn't have a training camp, they didn't have an offseason. And you just say, we're going to look at last year's results and just bank on that improvement. All right, and so in your opinion, having covering the team as closely as you do, what do you think is the best-case scenario for the Sixers in this offseason? Because there are a lot of moving parts here. I think the best-case scenario, even though I do have concerns, I don't think it's as black and white as many others do, but I think the best-case scenario is to just bring back Jimmy Butler bring back Tobias Harris, bring back J.J. Redick, and then use the cap exceptions available to round out the bench. Obviously, the bench was pretty lackluster. Uh, the, the one that everybody talks about the most is the backup center problem. Hopefully, they can get somebody to you know stabilize the team's defense when Joel Embiid isn't on the floor. So I think the best-case scenario is if they can find a way to bring back the great part of our last, team, last year's team, which was their dominant starting lineup while also improving what was their fatal flaw, their bench. I think that would be the best-case scenario. All right, and then the other question would be, let's say, you know, there's a million different scenarios that happen. It's either like Jimmy leaves and Tobias stays, or Tobias stays and Jimmy, uh, whatever, you know what I mean. It, 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 there's a lot of different ways this thing can go. So if it goes like that, where it's not that ideal best-case scenario, who are some players that are out there that you think makes sense for the Sixers to go after? Uh, I think Danny Green is a great name, especially if J.J. Redick leaves. And, but even if Redick stays, I think Green is a great fit. He's, he's a wonderful shooter and defender. You don't really want him doing anything else, because, like, especially dribbling, he just cannot put the ball on the floor. Uh, but Green, with the you know the threes and the defense that he would provide, I think it would be hugely valuable. He shot 45% from three last year, which is a pretty significant number. I don't know if he's going to be able to maintain that level, but he's clearly a very good shooter. He's also a very good defender. He made some big plays on both ends for the Raptors in their title run, and I think that would make sense. All right, and th that's all I got for you. So, Adam, I appreciate you taking a couple of minutes. If you want to keep up with him, that is Adam Aronson. He's a staff writer with Liberty Ballers, and you can find him at Sixers Adam. That's all one word, Sixers Adam. Adam, thanks again, man. Really happy to talk to you. Thanks, Vince. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.